Hello and welcome to In My Mug, episode 637. This week we're drinking Inglaterra Bourbon Natural from Brazil. Now, we buy a couple of different coffees from Brazil, but a lot of them, a lot of the coffees we buy comes from Inglaterra. And it's a really small farm by Brazilian standards. By the standards of other parts of South Central America, it's quite big. But by Brazilian standards, it's small. It's owned by Stephen Hurst, who is a longtime friend of ours. And we're really proud to have world exclusive on his coffees. This week's coffee is natural process bourbon. So we'll break that down a little bit. What does bourbon mean? It's the varietal, it's the plant stock. And it's been probably the most well-known and well-regarded Arabica type of coffee for a long, long time now. It is one of the very first varietals they identified. And it's really like the, the parent of most of the other varietals. And the quality is great from it, usually. So really traditional for Brazil. Why has he processed this as natural? Now, I talked before with a while back now, we talked about Thai coffees and then processing it for the flavour. In this case, it's not natural process for the flavour. It's more about the practicality of it. They produce both pulp natural and natural processed coffees on the farm. But the big problem is the weather. If the weather is not right for natural processing, if it's going to be too wet and you haven't got time to dry it properly, then you're going to have to use the pulp natural process. It's all about how much space you have to dry it and the weather and the time and how the crop is going. So lots of practical considerations. That means each year, some lots are a bit more pulp natural. Sometimes we're going to have some natural processed ones. We have different amounts of each each year. And this year we've got quite a lot of the natural processed ones. And he's done all of the bourbon in that natural process. I think it's tasting really good. As with lots of Brazilian naturals, we're not going to expect something super funky and weird. We're definitely going to be expecting something that's a little bit more towards the chocolate and the dried fruit kind of side of naturals. Nice body, sweetness. We're really looking forward to tasting this one. Dale to very kindly make us some espresso drinks because I think this is going to be great espresso coffee. Thank you for that, Dale. It is my pleasure, but before we talk about espresso, let's talk about your sweater because you are looking great today. It's rare that I look great. I'm <laughs> very, very thankful for Cafe Yang in Prague who have supplied this. This is part of their, their range. Cafe Yang are one of our oldest wholesale customers. Uh, they have a wonderful cafe in Prague, great place to get breakfast, but also over the last year, they've been trying lots of different ways of doing their business. Uh, they are a really solid kind of example of how cafes can try lots of different things, look after their team, look after their customers. So really proud to be working with them. And you do look great. It's a good color. Happy. <laughs> um, we should get onto that coffee. So we have got both espresso and milk drink to try. So you want to start with the espresso? Yeah, I want to start with the espresso. I prepared these earlier. And I think the reason Brazil espresso is just great for a single origin espresso is you've not got that huge amount of acidity there. So you can get those really big, thick, unctuous flavors without it becoming super challenging and bright. So I get a lot of, right, 
walnut almond into there. Um, some chocolate as well. Yeah. So I would, not to argue, but just to say something different, one of the joys of working with coffee from Brazil and Brazilian espresso is that it's not one thing. Um, coffee from Brazil does have lots of different flavors. It just has a more kind of, I guess, generalized flavor profile and balance. So it generally has less acidity. It generally will be sweet and clean. It will generally have pretty good body. So there's all these kind of reference points, but then each individual coffee from Brazil can be yeah. different. And that gives you two kind of things. Uh, one, you can work with it in different ways. So actually I've run this shot a little longer than I would normally in terms of volume. So we've got 18 and a half grams in, we've got something like 46 grams out in this shot and it brewed for 29, 30 seconds. And I'm intentionally trying to run some more water in to pull out some of those more fruit flavors and not let it be just a typical Brazilian espresso. So I think all those flavors that Roland spoke about it there, I think definitely walnut, I'd say hazelnut more than almonds, um, definitely dark chocolate, but there's also, I'm gonna say it's not subtle, it's there a little bit of acidity, a little bit of red fruit, yeah. um, but it's not as extreme as kind of apple-like acidity or citrus-like acidity. It's just that general kind of layer of kind of sparkle. There's a little bit of zing to it. There's a bit of caramel as well, actually. Yeah. There's some, some really nice sweetness to it. Um, it's really interesting. I'm very interested to see how it works in the milk. Did you pull the shots for the milk in the same way you pulled for the espresso? I did, so exactly the same recipe and with the milk. Uh, the difference is I went for a very traditional uh, Italian style cappuccino. So we've got a single shot in there. It's a five and a half ounce cup, I think. These are cups that I love forever. We've had stacks of them hidden away in the cupboard and it makes a really drinkable, delicious cappuccino but very kind of old school. So the coffee flavor isn't at the four, but that works well with those Brazilian flavors. Maybe like saying something about myself, I, I love this. Mm. Like this is a really nice, like if I want a, a, a cappuccino, first thing in the morning, or just like an afternoon without really thinking about the coffee, this is so good. It, it really adds that creaminess to it. So I get a really kind of like nut puree, almost, not quite a Nutella, but definitely that kind of creamy, nutty thing that is just really easy drinking. And well, then there's something about kind of that size of drink lets you, lets you really taste milk, you know, and that's part of what you're trying to drink and that's not a bad thing, but a coffee like this, those kind of traditional Brazilian flavors, they actually work really well in the background with milk, so it makes it a long kind of flavorful sensation. Yeah. So kind of the milk's the hero here rather than the coffee, yeah. and you're using the coffee to but, but you have all those kind of nice enough flavors mm. in the back. Any fruit that's in there is kind of lost, but it isn't missing, if that makes sense. It rolls into that kind of brown sugars, caramels, a little bit of nut, a little bit of dark chocolate, and the kind of very end there. Well, I think we'd like to say that we both enjoyed that. I hope you're gonna join us next week for more delicious coffee. Life is too short for... I thought he was gonna say it. Still not saying. No. no, okay, life's too short for bad coffee. I'm really struggling to um, get my brain in gear today. Sorry, I totally forgot. <laughs> 2021, Japan, this has kind of broken my brain a little bit. I'm working on that. Get away where you can, I'm sorry. Well, on those notes. Yes. I processed it and then I said it out loud just for fun. So I think we can safely say that this is the kind of cappuccino we both enjoy. We'd like to hear more about what you think of it. But in the meantime, it's been great to see you all. 
life is too short for bad coffee? <sighs> yes. <laughs>